Hello, world, and welcome to the Philanese Nash Experience podcast, a new audio series of lighthearted and sometimes third-eye-opening conversations on a variety of topics from the African-American perspective. I am your host, Philanese Nash. Welcome. On this episode, we are talking about how to support your serial entrepreneur spouse, specifically how to support your entrepreneur and not become an entrepreneur widow. So my guest today is my girl, mother of three daughters and wife of a serial entrepreneur. And most importantly, my friend, I call her Sunshine. Please welcome Nisha Alexander to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy and honored to be here. Well, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. So you and I, we, we had lunch last Friday and we got to talking about supporting entrepreneur spouses and you my dear have been married how long how long you and Fonz been married it'll be 20 years next year oh 20 years next year years 20 years and he is an entrepreneur as well and yes he and we were talking on Saturday about how at the time that you guys had started to discuss marriage is when he revealed to you that he was going to eventually get into entrepreneurship. So girl, just let's just talk about how to preserve that relationship. How did you take that information and how did you become the champion for your entrepreneur? Yeah. Okay. Well, that is a great question because, you know, I had never given that any thought prior to dating him. You know, you know, if I would marry a guy who would be a entrepreneur or, you know what, I knew that he would need to be working hard and making some money. I didn't know that, but (laughs) I know that, (laughs) but you know, I didn't know what avenues uh, God would take him on. And so when we met and were dating, things he would say to me, I always felt like there was such greatness in Alfonso and that God had uh, a platform for him and that his purpose was huge. You know, I felt that he was going to affect many lives in many different ways. And that was a big attraction for me to him to see that greatness in him. And I just wanted to be a supportive person to him at the time that we were establishing our relationship, our friendship. So I just wanted to, because, you know, our black men, they, they deal with a lot out there in the world. And when they're with us, they just want some encouragement, some love, some support. And so, you know, I just wanted to be that for him. And if you want me to tell that quick story about the Coretta Scott King, so, you know, we please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was tripping on a brother, though, but he was like, um, we were out on a date. And he was like, yeah, so, you know, the kind of wife I need, she would have to be a Coretta Scott King. And I was looking at him like, you ain't no Dr. Martin Luther King. The King. <laughs> the King. Okay. You know him. But no, no, no. I said, now, you're great. But, you know, anyway, um. <laughs> He um, was saying, and I said, so what do you mean? How so? Well, if we think about it, and I think it's not very often talked about and discussed how Coretta Scott King put her career, her passions, and a lot of her purpose that maybe she was pursuing initially prior to being Mrs. King um, on the side because someone had to be at home raising their children, you know, Mm -hmm. and taking care of that home front. This man was traveling all over the country, right? So you needed a wife at home who was willing 
to do that and to sacrifice. She had gone, she'd been educated, all of this. And she had done some things, but not perhaps to the degree that she had once hoped, right? Mm-hmm. So when he said that and we're dialoguing about it, I completely completely understood it. And I was like, I wonder, would I be willing to do that? Because I've always enjoyed, you know, doing my thing. And I always worked in the fashion industry. Prior to meeting him, I did mostly. And I traveled a lot, did a lot of buying, and I enjoyed all of that. However, when I met him, I was working in corporate America. So it kind of worked out. It was really not a big thing for me. I promise. It was, see, I believe God sends us to people that he knows can handle us. Right. So he knew he knew I could handle that. So you were in a unique position because the conversation was pre wedding. So that's a difficult spot because you want to be supportive, but you don't know, like, is this the dude? Is is, is he the one that's really going to like fulfill those things? So can you talk a little bit about how you were able to calm those possible nervous thoughts, negative thoughts that may have said, no, I need to steady. I'm not going to be able to support somebody who may not be able to bring in a check. Yeah, I can easily. Because also during our courtship, we were very spiritually connected and we always stayed in the word of God. So that always helps you carry you through so much. You know, we always talk about, you know, walking with God, reading scripture and praying and courage. But, you know, applying that stuff is so serious. Okay. So for me, what it was, and I said this at his retirement if you will, early on when he left the first company he was with. When he left them when, at, in our marriage, the first company he was with, Corporate America in Rhodes at the time. And when they gave him a going away, if you will, call it retirement party. The thing I said to him on the microphone in front of all the people in the room, I said, you know what, Alfonso? And he didn't mind you have already another job. Okay. So here we are with a brand new baby, newly built home. You know, you got mortgages, you got, you got to pay these bills, right? Exactly. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> but I said this on microphone and I meant it with all my heart and soul. See, I can follow a man if he's following God, you know? So he was following God for him. He was following God's heart, God's will for him because it wasn't just jump up. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to pursue this business. I'm going to take, you know, a hundred thousand dollars of our savings and invest it in this. And I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. No, this was prayed about. This was planned. And this was not just talking to God, but listening to God to make sure you're taking the right steps and measurements. So it wasn't just him praying. We had to pray together about this thing. Right. And so that stuff works. That stuff is real. When we apply it, it really, really guides us, right? So of course there was much trepidation from time to time. I'd be like, okay, well, God, you know, I trust you and I have faith in you, but, but we're going to need some groceries next week, you know? So <laughs> Can I get a check in the mail? <laughs> but you know, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, right? Nor his seed begging bread. That's what his word says. So I was able to do that that way, Phil. It really wasn't about, I have all this belief in Alfonso, but I have more and greater faith in God. Mm. So would that be your suggestion or food for thought for other people who are in that position where either they're talking about their spouse taking the leap or they've already taken the leap and it's just not turning around as quickly as they want to, what would be your nugget of wisdom for folk who are in the supportive role 
and those doubtful thoughts are creeping in, you know, how do you stay supportive when you got to get the groceries and the mortgage is due and there's nothing in the bank? Right. Well, so that is a really great question. Another one that you asked, because would you believe that um, at one time we were in leadership role at our church as the marriage counselor, uh, I'm sorry, over the marriage ministry. And we did do premarital counseling and things of that sort. So that ends up leaving you open for a lot of people to then want to be mentored by you, you know, younger couples. So we did a lot of that as well on the side. So a young lady called here about mm, probably about a year and a half ago. And she called just about what you said. She said, Nisha, I'm tired. He has left his job. We have bills due. He's pursuing this dream and it's not making these bills get paid. We got a baby. I can't live like this. It was uh, just one of those times, like I'm just around the house, just, you know, doing chores. And as God would have it, I was available and see availability. You know, if you think about Jesus, he was always interrupted. And so sometimes, you know, uh, we're presented with something right in the, at the right and the perfect time. And sometimes we're interrupted and we just need to make ourselves available. And so I find that another thing too, when we're trying to help and encourage um, other people. But and you know what? This is the other thing. And I always find things like this when I'm sharing. When you're encouraging, encouraging someone else, you're encouraging ultimately yourself too, right? Generally, it's, it's, it's those times that are beautiful. So um, she needed to hear something that I needed to hear. And so I just reassured her. I said, girl, you've got to be his biggest cheerleader. I don't care how you feel, how despondent, how it looks hopeless to you. You've got to dig down deep. You got to pray. You got to ask God. You got to cry out to him and call out to him to give you more faith in your husband. But Nisha, that's, I said, but I don't care. You got to believe in him. And what you got to do is stay in your place. And what your place needs to be, I have an app on my phone. It's called Proverbs 31. And there's prayers for you to read every day over your husband. And these scripture follows with it. And so when we get in that position, in the right position as a wife, and we start praying over our husbands and, and, and believing God for whatever dream and whatever purpose that God has placed on him. See, because if he did what I said earlier, if he prayed and you all prayed together and you talked about it and you both got the same answer from God, then that's what confirmation, right? right. So then you know, you're in agreement, you know, Okay, because you got to walk in agreement, right? The Bible talks about agreement, right? Right. So you got to, uh, how can two walk together unless they agree? So this can't be just a, his dream by himself. The wife's got to be on board. If she's not on board, they need to redirect, rethink, replan something else. And so I said, but you've got to find a way to really believe, you know, brush off whatever it is, pick it up again at the time, baby, and start, you know, saying things to encourage him, to motivate him, to make him want to run on anyhow. And I can assure you it's going to work out for your good, his good and God's glory. And I said, you know, just keep on being what he needs. And she called me, this is multiple series of calls, like just not one time. So we're talking over days and weeks and days and cause she's trying to walk out and I'm like, where's that going to get you with a baby? Right. And I think about all the long-term consequences of that. Right. So she hung in there y'all. And guess what? Today his business is successful and they have a new baby and things are going great. And, and see, just, you just got to take your time. Cause you know, we're so instantaneous, right? We want everything to work just like that. Yeah. 
It's going to happen like that. You got to be long suffering sometimes, but you got to believe because that's one of those faith tests. And God is going to give us those, right? You got to believe and you got to believe in him and you got to tell him that you got to tell him all men. Most of most men, words of affirmation is one of their love languages. That's actually true. Yeah. So I hear people talk about communication between the two being key. And sometimes it's not what you say is how you say it. Can you speak on that? Give us some wisdom on how, how to package it in the right way so it doesn't sound offensive, but yet keeping it real. Right. So that last takeaway, my nugget, my chunk is be his biggest cheerleader. Okay. So then this communication you're having, and I know I can be really bad at this sometimes because the serial entrepreneur that I'm married to, every time I turn around, well, what do you think I'm, I'm going to do, sis? Okay. Well, what happened to... <laughs> so I try, you know, you try, you thinking, well, what happened to that other thing you were doing? <laughs> okay. So you shouldn't say that, right? You're thinking that. You're like, okay, dude, you're all over here. So I didn't just say whatever I wanted to. And mind you, remember, I'm a little bit more seasoned. I'm 58. So this is taking some years of God working on me and, and taming my tongue, right? Girl, please, you ain't no 58. Stop. Stop playing. <laughs> Thanks be to God and oil of Olay. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> but but really, it's really like you said, Phil, you said it. It's how you say it. And it is also what you say, right? Okay, so I may be thinking, well, you said you were going to do this with this business. Okay, but then you've switched gears. So it took me a while and I finally decided to say it like this. Dear, I just would love for you to really just focus and hone in on one great idea for now. The strongest, the best idea you have where your strengths really are. And then let's move on that one. And then we can bring those other ones along up under that umbrella once we get that one up and running really well. So that's kind of how I decided to say that. And that's better received, right? Because I'm not knocking down everything. I'm not crushing and saying, don't do that. Don't do that. That sounds crazy. You didn't make no money. I said, let's do the best one first, the biggest one, the one we know that your passion is for. And then let's then bring those others along. Yeah. And so he can receive that better. And, and once again, we can't say everything we think. Just be careful about your words because words affect performance. Right. That's true. That is exactly true. Because if your mind's not in it, you can't fully give 100% to whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. If you, if you asked your guy, if you're saying, oh, you ain't going to, oh, I'm tired of hearing about that. You know, all that stuff we say sometimes, don't say those types of things. You may think them, say them to yourself or whatever, go in the shower and say, God, I'm tired of this here now. But you know what? God, give me the strength and give me the words to encourage him still. Because he needs you to be his biggest cheerleader. I had a friend tell me, girl, I retired my pom-poms long ago. I'm not no cheerleader. I said, ooh, I'm going to pray for your marriage. Because mm. <laughs> if you don't cheer him on, boo, somebody else will come and cheer him on. You better cheer. Get them pom-poms out. <laughs> you better get it together. You better dust them off. <laughs> um, are you still doing uh, counseling? Are you still helping young ladies? Um, I really have a passion for that. I think you can tell, Phil. I, I know that's a purpose and a calling on my life. And I haven't been for a few years because we've got Miss Alexis, that teenager, you know, scary girl. 
I've been really kind of wanting to stay focused with her a lot and a lot, and that consumes a lot of energy. And you know, we're grandparents, glam mommy. Yeah. And so even though they don't live here, but you know, um, I've really just kind of been and our business. Remember, I've been working that business. And so um that has kind of taken a lot of my free time that I would like to have a way to do that. But now that things are taking a turn differently in life. I, I really want to get back to that. So that goes back to putting my passions and dreams on hold. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that was one. See, these, that's the beauty of how God works, right? Because if you flow with him, he will show you some things and uncover some things about yourself and gifts that you really didn't know you had. So being able to support Alfonso, because I promise I supported him in ministry. When we were asked to be over the marriage ministry at that big church, I was like, that's kind of intimidating. That's a lot. But my husband wanted to do it. And it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. I just said I was intimidated, right? But I knew that he was going to lead because remember, I can follow him because I know who he's following. So I went along with him for the journey. And look what ended up happening. I started mentoring young women and couples. And then I saw that's a gifting that I love and enjoy. So if you want to talk about me going back to work, you know, once again, I'm 58. I don't really consider the fact that I want to go back to work at any place and work for anyone full time. But in ministry, I would certainly love to pour out my heart in some capacity. Well, I will say this. So if a young woman who is, is inspired by or is feeling what you're saying, Nisha. And she wants to get in touch with you, maybe to have a session or two for you can pour into her. How can my listeners get in touch? And, and, I, and you know, let me, let me reframe, that, reframe that a little bit because sometimes the woman is out there uh, making that dollar. And sometimes the roles are reversed, you know? So yeah. I, for, I'll just say the supporting spouse, the person supporting uh, an entrepreneur in that in that role. How can they get in touch with you, Nisha, and maybe you know set themselves up with a little Zoom counseling session? Well, I'm not all that professional, but I do have an email address. <laughs> I do have Instagram. <laughs> you, you do, you do. Yeah, you had it longer than I had, so I, I'm gonna high five you on that one. Um, my email address, I would love to hear from anyone because you know what? That's what God expects us to do, right? Because I don't go through none of us. Not any of us go through any journeys or anything in life for us to keep to ourselves, right? It's to help someone else who's later in that position that comes across our path so that we can encourage them and let them know you can get through it too. So I'm all about giving back, pouring back. So my email address is Nisha. My name is spelled N as in Nancy, E-I-S as in Sam, C as in Charles, H-A, Alexander at gmail.com all together. Awesome. And I don't know my Instagram. Is it Nisha Alexander? I think so. It's Nisha Alexander. Okay, good. I got to keep it simple because I can't remember. Yes. Yes. You said, what is it? (laughs) I need need more uh, uh, people following me than my teenage daughter because she thinks she's all that. Well, you know, you, it always starts with how you perceive yourself. If you think you are that, you're going to put that out there in the, in the atmosphere. You're right. You're right, sunshine. Everyone I call her sunshine, too. Yes. We're each other's sunshine. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, we illuminate each other's lives, so I appreciate you. Nisha, I'm going to thank you for coming on the show because you just dropped like five, six, seven, eight 
hot nuggets about how you can preserve your relationship and not become an entrepreneur widow. It, it can be done. There are going to be some tough times because like I tell people, I've tried to uh, resign multiple times from the company with Turner and it, my resignation was not accepted. I had to really dig deep and pull my big girl draws up and figure out how to communicate better. And that was the key. So Thank you so much, so much. I, I learned something. So thank you for coming on the show. We should have a couple more of these, like these quick sessions to just kind of pour a couple nuggets in there. So we'll work on that. We'll work on that. I would love to, Sunshine, anytime, anytime. And I agree with you. It's not always easy, everyone. You know, and I also agree with my Sunshine about you can come alongside him. It doesn't mean he's leaving you behind. Find a way to work with him in joining him in his uh, his dreams and goals because they can be your dreams and goals, too. And I got fired, Sunshine. So, you know, don't feel so bad. He fired me twice. <laughs> Nine twice and you got fired. <laughs> I got fired twice. So, so between the two of us, we were able to hold one job. <laughs> yeah. But if you're sleeping with a boss, you can get your job back. <laughs> amen. And amen. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to encourage everyone. Uh, if you find yourself that you would like to have some more uh, poured into you by Nisha Alexander, please email her. You will receive exactly what you need. And with all that faith and God-given talent, thank you, babe. Stop it, Lord. Thank you. And so I'm going to tell everybody, uh, you can find are the show notes, Nisha's social media links, and links to any other resources that we refer to in this episode on my website, thephilanesnashexperience.com. You can also find the video portion of this interview on the Philanese Nash Experience podcast channel. I encourage everyone to follow me on social media, Philanese Nash at IG, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I want to just encourage everyone to make sure you get out and vote. Make sure you are registered. Make sure you get to the polls in November because your lives depend on it. Make sure you mask up, socially distance, Wash those hands, stay well, peace.